0: Well, good morning, church. How are you? Good to see everybody, and we're glad you guys are here. And so uh, we got an exciting day today. We're starting a new series called Proverbs. And uh, so you can get ready. You, if you got your Bibles, you can turn to Proverbs chapter 1. And if you got a bulletin or... Uh, put your stringy deal in there. That's the that's the Holy Greek name for that. Put that in your First Kings chapter 3. Uh, we'll be there as well. Uh, starting actually tomorrow, I got some exciting news of a launch tomorrow. I've, we've been telling you about the website. It's coming. It's coming. Some of you guys have give, given up on it's coming, but it's coming tomorrow. It's going to launch tomorrow. We are going to launch it today, but we figured... Let's not do it on a Sunday, and we'll let's make sure that we wait till a Monday or Tuesday, so we have, if something goes wrong, we have some time to work on it, but it will be launching tomorrow morning, and so uh, excited for you guys to kind of see it, check it out, but it really fits our heart really well, fits you as, as, a, as a body really well, and uh, we're excited for you guys to take a look at it and scroll through it. So if you have any feedback, comments, or anything like that, please let us know. You can you could do that right there on the site as well, uh, but that'll be there. We've also designed it for you in mind, but... Also for new people that are looking uh, for churches, or they're looking online, or they're checking out churches, um, it's easy for them to navigate, use, plan a visit, all of those kind of things. Uh, but it's also great for all of you, and you online, if you want to know what's going on, event, those kind of things, uh, you'll see it's, it's pretty easy to navigate through. Uh, all right, open your Bibles, and go ahead and get ready. Uh, I'm really excited about this series, and uh, I'm not giving it amount of time, because uh, I, I told the first service, I'm just really praying. There's so many themes and, and different truths through Proverbs. Uh, I just want the Lord to kind of lead us through. Uh, and if, if God's saying, look, I want you to stay here and remain here, I want to be faithful to do that. So so I'm not putting a, a length of time on this. Uh, we probably... I'm sure we'll get done before the new year. But if we don't, you know, then it's it's intentional and purposeful. But, uh, but I do want to spend some time in Proverbs. There's just so many great truths of, and bits of wisdom in there. And really, that's what the book is about. And so today, maybe you're new to the Scripture. Anybody new to the Bible, first time reading the Bible? This is newer to you. Uh, it's a good thing if it is. It's a great thing. Um, you know, when you first read the Bible, you know, you read, you know, the first time you've ever uh, read through it. Maybe you're just reading Proverbs for the first time. Or if you've ever read the Scripture from front to cover, you know, It can be, you're not going to know everything the first time you read it, right? You're going to be confused. In fact, for 20 years, I've been reading the Bible. I'm still learning about the Bible, and I hope you are as well. You're you're never going to know everything about the Bible, but it's going to come to life in a different way. God's going to reveal things to you. You're going to see truths just come out in a different way. Uh, And that's what I'm really excited about Proverbs. There is so many little nuggets. Now, Proverbs isn't a a book like some where it's kind of a story or somebody's life, and it's telling you about their life. It really is like a segment. So in one chapter, you're going to be blown away by a lot of truth. Okay, or, uh, really, Proverbs is a book of contrast. You know, the wise live like this, the foolish live like this, right? The righteous live like this, the wicked like this. Good, evil, you'll see those contrasts all through Proverbs. And I love that about the Bible, right? We just, we, we want to know God's heart, but a lot of times, we're in the foolish stage, right? And I'm speaking about myself, you know, don't, maybe you're elbowing your neighbor. But, you know, there's times when we just realize Boy, I'm I'm making foolish choices. I'm making foolish decisions. And Proverbs talks about a lot of those areas. Relationships, your mouth and how you speak. Talks about... You know finances and how we live. It talks about a lot of different things. And so that's why I think it's going to be great where we just kind of go through and allow allow the Lord to to lead us. But I want to encourage you because sometimes it can be discouraging when you hear something like this or you start reading Proverbs. Uh, I do want to give you like a 31-day challenge. Like Proverbs is 31 chapters. You can read a chapter a day. Uh, But I want you to know that you'll probably read one chapter and there'll be like 20 things in there. You'll be like, how am I going to read all 31 chapters? Look, just if there's anything God's speaking to your heart, just take one or two and start working on those. Take, you know, walk towards those choices uh, because it will be overwhelming. There is so much truth and there's so much uh, that God's packed in here about his heart. And there's also the contrast of saying, hey, if you're not uh, making those choices that my heart, you know, if you're living a foolish way or you're making bad choices, uh, at least you know now. And we just want to put you in a place where all of us need saved, Right every one of us. In fact, in Proverbs, it says, not one of us is good. That's where we find uh, that that passage of scriptures, right in Proverbs. So the reality is, all of us have made foolish choices. We've all made bad choices. Uh, But the good news is, is we can know the heart of God. This is a great, great uh, chapter in your scriptures uh, to read about the heart of God. And so that's kind of what we're going to do. Let me give you some examples of contrast. And maybe this will be, you know, you'll be like, Man, I'm, I'm here, I'm there. But either way, it'll just be a fun way, so let's just have some fun in the beginning. Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. the New Living Translation, says it this way. They only care about airing their own opinions. You know anybody like that? Don't know? Stop elbowing the person next to you, right? I mean, we live in a world where it's all about everyone else's opinion and making sure that their voice is heard. It, it just is really crazy. But the Scriptures say that a fool has no delight in understanding. Basically, God's saying we need to hold our tongue. We need to learn how to be quiet. You know, I'm not saying that we can't have a voice or we can't stand for something, but if we're constantly on a megaphone trying to tell people what we believe and what our opinion is, that's foolish. In fact, one of the best examples we have of, is of Christ is that when he was being uh, in court and he was being lied to and throwing insults and all of these things, he was quiet. Very few words you'll see Jesus say in those moments. And the words that he did say were important, but he did not retaliate with what they were doing or their heart or their lies, those kind of things. So here's another one. Proverbs 1, 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. How many of you, and I'm, I'll, again, I'll speak for myself, so you know, that way you, know, you guys are like, 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 he's talking about me. I'll talk about myself. How many of you guys knew the heart of God, but you didn't do it anyway? right? A fool knows what God's heart is. We know what wisdom is. We know what God, but we despise it, or we do the opposite, or we do something elseward. So uh, Proverbs 1.7 talks about that, but the wisdom is found in respecting and fearing the Lord. Proverbs 12.16, I think we all can uh, identify with this one. A fool is quick-tempered. Anybody? Come on, you're in church. A fool is quick-tempered, right? But a wise person stays calm, Not just stays calm, but stays calm when insulted. That's hard to do, isn't it? Stay calm when you are insulted. So Proverbs is a great book. It it shows you the contrast. It shows you maybe where you are and maybe where God's heart is. Or it shows you you where you're doing well. Uh, All these things are really great. But the heart of God and the heart of this book is really for us to understand wisdom. Uh, Now let me tell you a little bit about Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs is... I'll tell you the who and the what. I kind of spoiled it already, but the who is who. Who wrote Proverbs? Solomon. King Solomon. And so if you're not familiar with Solomon, King Solomon was David's son, David and Bathsheba's son. That's a whole other uh, message series, okay? David and Bathsheba had Solomon, so, but this was their son. And uh, so that's who King Solomon. King Solomon began to rule Israel at the age of 20. So he was very young. So young people, you should be encouraged you know, you can lead when you're young. King Solomon was only 20 years old. He's leading a nation. In fact, we're going to read that in 1 Kings 3, the conversation between him and God in this moment. For 40 years, so from age 20, you do the math, to about age 60, he ruled Israel. And he's written, so in the New Testament, uh, the most prominent writer in the New Testament is the Apostle Paul, right? He wrote 80% of the New Testament. And the Old Testament uh, was the most prominent writer, was not Solomon. Moses, okay? Moses and then Solomon, all right? But Solomon wrote quite a few books in the Old Testament. Uh, outside of Moses, uh, he was the second greatest writer in the Old Testament. He wrote, uh, Solomon wrote Song of Solomons. How many of you guys read Song of Solomon? That's a good book. If you're married, you need to read that. That's a good book, all right? It'll spark your fire, spark your passion for marriage. Again, it's a good book. Uh, but he probably wrote that when he was younger. When he was younger, he wrote Song of Solomons. He was a passionate guy, writing about relationships. And we all know Solomon, had an issue with relationships, all right? We'll talk about that in a series, too. Uh, he wrote Proverbs a little bit later, probably in his, in his prime of his life, when he was probably at the apex of his power and learning a lot. God is showing him a lot of wisdom. This is probably at his prime in his, in his life is when he wrote Proverbs. And then he wrote Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is a look back. It's a reflection. You know, depending on where you're at, it, Ecclesiastes, Solomon's looking back and recognizing what wisdom was, and also how he's went away from his own wisdom that he gave. And so that's the book of Ecclesiastes, another great book. Um, so Solomon had, uh, wasn't perfect. He wrote one of the wisest books that you'll ever read. In fact, Proverbs itself, just that book in itself stars uh, it really stands above any other book that you'll read, any other religion. Proverbs is a phenomenal book, uh, and most uh, scholars and, and, and people that accredit the Bible, this is a very, very amazing book, and it stands far above everything else. Um, but Solomon wasn't perfect. We're not perfect. He wasn't perfect either. His sins were lust. Uh, sin had He had an issue with, with lust, and he had a thousand wives. Okay, so you do the math. That's not good, is it? A thousand wives. Uh, but he also had an issue with materialism and power. You know, these were all things, and I think all of us struggle with pride. All of us struggle with all of these different things, and so Solomon did as well. Um, but I want you to have hope. Even though we all struggle with these things, we can know the heart of God and we can make different choices. And that's why Solomon wrote Proverbs, was really for us to understand. And so that's kind of the the who of Proverbs. Now let's talk about the what? 1 Kings chapter 3, I told you to go ahead and mark there. You can go there. Solomon is about 20 years old, ruling Israel, and he has a dream and he begins to have this dream. It's basically a conversation with the Lord. And this is how it goes. So this is how we get the book of Proverbs because of this dream right here. It starts in verse, uh, let's start in verse 5. It says that Gippon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask, what shall I give you? How many of you guys would love to have that conversation with the Lord? The Lord asked you, what do you want me to give you? That would be a great moment. And so, and Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because we walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You've continued this great kindness for him, and you've given him a son to sit on the throne As it is this day now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I'm a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you've chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you've asked this thing and not asked for long life for yourself, you've not asked for riches for yourself, you've not asked for the life of your enemies, but you've asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I've done according to your word. See that I've given you a wise and understanding heart so that you're uh, so that uh, there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall anyone arise after you. And I've also given you what you have not asked for. How about that? That's a good God. Both riches and honor, so there shall, be no, shall not be anyone like you among the kings all of your days. So if you walk on my statues, keep your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. This was the dream that Solomon had. In fact, Solomon realized it was a dream, but he realized the Lord was speaking to him And this is how we get the book of Proverbs. But I want you to know that the book of Proverbs wasn't like Solomon's going around the world collecting the wisdom of the world. Solomon got his wisdom from God himself. And he tells you that in the Proverbs. He says, look, this is is wisdom that comes from following and fearing and respecting the Lord that you receive this knowledge and this wisdom and this understanding. And so he gives credit where credit is due. Now, let me give you a, a contrast between David and Solomon David was a warrior. In fact, God told David that he would, uh, for the rest of his days, he'd be living by the sword. He'd be fighting. He'd be in a lot of battles, and David did. He battled a lot. He was an amazing warrior. In fact, one of the songs was, Saul killed this many, and David killed this many, and, and there was a lot, of, a lot of grief and a lot of uh, jealousness in that, uh, but David was a great warrior. Solomon was not. He was not a warrior. In fact, he was a person, he was a deep thinker. He liked to think a lot. He he had all of these uh, great wisdoms and proverbs and things that he had written, but he also was a great negotiator. He was a great leader. So much so that at age 20, he had, uh, this nation was uh, the largest that he had. And if you remember, uh, the Lord gave David the build plans for the temple, but it was Solomon that actually built the temple. In our day, in fact, many scholars will say if you kind of did your research, in our day, uh, if we were to put a net worth on Solomon, it would be over $2 trillion. There's not a person on this planet today. In fact, it would take four, uh, when they did the study, it would take uh, 400 of Forbes' most richest people added together to get even close to that net worth. I don't believe there will ever be anybody as blessed as far as wealth and riches and wisdom as Solomon was because it was something that God was doing through Solomon, and it still speaks to us today. You know, Solomon was a wise man, but he also, like you and I, he's made some wrong choices too. But you see, God used us, that when we come to our senses and we realize that God's heart, God's best for us, is sitting right here in front of us, we just got to choose to follow and honor and have a relationship with the Lord, God will bless that every single time. And so again, if you're new to the Bible, I just want to encourage you. You may start reading in Proverbs and see that you're missing the mark. We've all missed the mark. We've all fallen short. But just take whatever aspect God is speaking to you. Maybe it's how you talk. Maybe it's your relationships. Maybe it's, you know, uh, being a a better steward. It doesn't matter what it is. What matters is, is that you understand what God's heart is now, And you begin to shift. You begin to think differently. You begin to align yourself in a different way. And so that's my encouragement to you. That would be a home run for this whole series. As if each one of us, whether you're watching here online or you're here in the room, that we'd make steps to keep following Christ and receiving his heart. God knows the best for every single one of us. And he wants you to know what that is. And so you're going to see that very clearly in Proverbs. It's going to be a great series. Let me talk about the heart of wisdom. So what's the heart? Solomon does a phenomenal job with um, really describing the vision of Proverbs, why he wrote Proverbs. In fact, chapter 1 is really the heart of wisdom. It's the heart of why he wrote Proverbs. And he begins to speak that in chapter 1. In fact, starting in verse 2 of chapter 1, he says this. Here's the purpose. Here's why I wrote it. If you want to know the purpose, here it is. The purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, do what is just, and do what is fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and the riddles. That's the purpose. And so, and I love how he makes it, look, if you're a simple person, you can gain wisdom. If you're a young person, you can gain wisdom. If you're an old person, you can gain wisdom. This is for everybody. This is for all the people. And so that's the heart of Proverbs is that we can gain wisdom and not just wisdom from a man, but wisdom from God himself. That we can understand his heart in a way that we've never seen before. And so as you start reading Proverbs, I promise you, if we'll come in with an open heart, and here's my prayer as we go through this series, look, come expecting to receive. It may be hard sometimes to hear the proverb. It may be hard sometimes to hear that, you know, I'm, I'm not making the right choice today. But at least have a soft enough heart to say, God, what do I need to do? Here's the way I'm living, and here's where your heart is how do i begin to shift how do i begin to do that and it's very it can be difficult for some of us that have been doing it for a long time i'll give you uh, here's here's my testimony or here's my sin before i had a difficulty with my mouth what i said how i spoke to people even the words that i would say because i surrounded myself with people and music and things and the things i watched and listened to were very foul so guess what came out of my mouth foul things and it was in reading the book of Proverbs, realizing that my death speaks life or death. And I realized I'm speaking a lot of death over people, hurting people. Now, my heart wasn't to hurt people, but that's all I knew because that's what I put in my heart. And so it's things like that that you just got to be honest with. And look, God, miraculously, he can, he can change how you speak. You may have to change what you listen to. You might have to change what you hang out with. My job's not to tell you what to do. My job is to show you God's heart. The truth will set you free, and you'll be free indeed. That's the promise. It's not just knowing the truth, but applying the truth. Living it out. Making adjustments. Making shifts. That's what repentance is. Changing how you think. You may be thinking this way today, but now you know God's heart, and you can begin to make those shifts and changes. So that's just my encouragement to you as as you start reading this, God's gonna reveal things to you. He's not mad at you. He's not out to get you. In fact, he knows what's best for you and he's gonna help you. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. It's to guide you into all truth, which means you're probably not in the truth if he's guiding you into truth. He's helping you. He's shifting your thinking. So that's the heart. What's the source of wisdom? Now, Solomon will say this over and over again throughout Proverbs. I'm just going to give you one verse, but as we go through the series, you'll hear it over and over again. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Jesus is the way, the truth, right? That's truth. You only find truth in Jesus because he is truth. And fear of the Lord, not fearing him as if, like, he's a scary man. Although God, if you want to speak about scary, he's going to judge perfectly every single time. So... As Christ followers, or even if you're not following Christ, God knows your heart. He knows who you are. Even if you're running or hiding, He knows who you are. But the fear in, this, in the actual translation of this word fear, it's a respect, it's a reverence, and an awe because He's a holy God, because He is a good God, and He knows what's best for you. So the fear in this aspect is coming to the realization that, man, I have the privilege. To know this God and to worship this God and to hear from this God and to read his wisdom. I have that privilege. And when you have that kind of heart, that is the foundation of true knowledge. That God is not out to get you. He's actually to show you his best for you. His heart for you. He's a great dad. He's a great son. He's a great Holy Spirit. And they're here to help you and bless you. So that's the source Now, here's the importance of wisdom, and I love love this aspect of Proverbs that Solomon, first, he starts out writing to the family, that he's a father, he's writing to his son. Yes, he's writing to Israel. Yes, he's writing to you, but the most important relationship outside of God that he has is his wife and his kids. In his aspect, he had lots of wives, but his most important relationship he has is his kids, and you'll see in Proverbs that he's writing to his kids. He's trying to get his kids to understand. It says this in verse eight and nine of chapter one of Proverbs. It says, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown, will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Now, young people, I know that's not what you want to hear, is it? You don't want to hear, honor your father. Don't neglect your mother's instructions, right? You don't want to hear that. But can I just tell you, your mom and dad wants the best for you as well. They want the best for you as well. And your parents, as they seek God, look, they're not perfect either. They make mistakes. In fact, you know they make mistakes, don't you? Kids, you know, my kids know that I make mistakes and my wife makes mistakes. We make mistakes, right? Kids, you know how to push your parents' buttons. Stop pushing their buttons, right? Right? You know how to push their buttons? They're not out to get you. They're not out to make your life miserable. They're not out to take away. They want the best for you just like God wants the best for all of us. And so as a young person, I want you to understand that your parents love you deeply. And Solomon is communicating in Proverbs to his kids, look, as We as parents follow God. We're giving you, as we learn God's heart and God's best for us, we want to teach you that same thing. Look, we're all learning. Kids, I want you to know that all of your parents in this room, and whether you have kids or not, we're all all part of a family, right? At one time, we were in elementary school, and we were in middle school, and we were in high school. And at one time, as a student, we also knew everything about everything in high school and middle school and elementary school, right? The world knew nothing. I knew it all. Is that correct? At least for me, it was, right? So just understand, kids, that, look, parents went through this season as too. We were insecure. We made mistakes. We faulted. And so as your parents... We're trying to instill wisdom that we have faltered on. We have sinned and we have made fallen short just like you. And the beautiful thing about parenting is is we truly want the best for our kids. Just like God wants the best for us. This is why we have the book of Proverbs. This is why we have parents. And this is why authority is a beautiful thing. Authority is not a bad word. Authority is a beautiful word. And God is teaching us through Proverbs and through Solomon that it starts right here in our homes. It starts in our marriages. It starts in our families. It starts in our kids. You know, one other thing you're going to see as we go through this series is Solomon calls wisdom her, or she. He makes it like it's a person. He's not talking about a person, although he's talking about God as a person. He's talking about wisdom, but he makes it a, he'll say, she is doing this. So uh, just so you know, as you're reading this, he's like, wow, who's the she? Is he talking about? No, he's talking about wisdom. And maybe the best way for me to explain that is, is how many of you have named your cars? A few of you weird people out there, right? You name your cars. <laughs> Betsy, Bertha, I named my, some of my cars too. I think it's pretty funny. I'm, especially the jalopies. They always have a name, right? You're always mad at the jalopy. You always, I remember uh, one time I was one of my buddies had a, a Toyota. I don't remember what the brand was, but the, the T fell off the back, like where it says Toyota, the T fell off and, and, uh, and the Y fell off. And so we just called it Otis because that's, that's all that was left, Otis. There was no, Odie didn't sound right, so we just named it Otis. And that was the, but the thing broke down all the time. You know, it was one of those fun things, but it's funny, you, you name your cars. And if you, you know that person, if he's talking about Otis, you know he's talking about a car. He's not talking about a person, or he calls it a she or a he, maybe even give it a gender, that's fine. But you know they're talking about cars. So when you start reading in Proverbs and he talks about she or her, he's talking about wisdom, all right? You with me? Got it, good, all right. So kids, let me just show you an amazing verse about parents, all right? Proverbs chapter 23. And I just want you to know that the greatest pride in a father's or a mother's heart, and parents, if you're in here, you can agree with me, is your kids. It's the greatest relationship you'll ever be given by God, is your kids. And there's nothing more that a mom or dad wants than to see their kids follow Jesus and hit the target. To know who they are in Christ and hit the target. And I know sometimes our, you know, our kids can go astray or they can make decisions that, that you know that's not best for them. But as a parent, you know, we pray and we, we ask. And you know, there's a time where we let go. But when you're at home, when you're when you're young and you're at home, that's the time to shape them like in the hands. Of, Proverbs says, you shape them like an arrow in the hands of the warrior. So when you let them go, they hit the target. And it's not about legalism. It's not about following the rules. It's not about making mom and dad happy or making God happy. It's about knowing who you are in Christ and being okay with walking that life and seeing the blessing in that life. Kids, not everybody's going to agree with you. I told you that last week. Not everybody's going to be excited about you following God. But it really doesn't matter if they're excited. What matters is if you're excited about following God. And you know that he's, his heart for you is what's best for you. The world's always going to do its own thing. But Proverbs and Solomon and this book and Christ is all about he made you. He created you, he knows you. Even in your weakness and in your sin and when you struggle the most, he still loves you and he still desires the best for you. And just like God has that heart for you, so do your parents. And I certainly understand there's maybe some people in here that haven't had that experience with their moms or their dads or their parents. Let me just remind you that you're in a family a healthy family when you follow Christ. There's God the Father, there's God the Son, there's God the Holy Spirit. And as you read through Proverbs, you're gonna be, be, begin to see that you have a dad that really does love you, that has a heart that knows what's best for you and it's gonna help you. So regardless if you've got a good family structure or your parents are following Christ or if you don't, You can have hope that God is going to show you some amazing, amazing truths over this next series. So come with an open heart. Come ready to receive. And the Bible talks about being hard hearted. You know, too many times we're stubborn people that have hard hearts. But you come into the series every week having a soft heart, being open, ready to receive. And even if you're sitting here today or you're watching this online and you're and this is my experience, right? When I first started coming to church, I liked what I was hearing, but I didn't want to change. I liked what I heard from the stage. I liked what the pastor was saying or what God was saying to the scriptures, but I wasn't ready to take that leap. But over time, God kept softening my heart. And so all I can do is encourage you to say, just come with a heart to receive. You may not be there today, but God still knows what's best for you, and He's going to help you. That's why the Holy Spirit's our helper. He's here to help you. You just come with an open heart and let God begin to do that molding and that, that working in your life. It really is beautiful. It'll be an amazing walk. But I certainly understand sometimes we are like a running back trying to run through. We know what the Word says, but I, it's, it's hard to change, it's hard to shift. Let's give Him a chance, though. So. Let's try. There's another passage of your grandparents in Proverbs that says, the pride of a grandparent is your children's children. It's seeing your kids and your grandkids. It's seeing a generation of your family following Christ. It's seeing your kids and their kids being successful, knowing God's heart. That's the greatest pride we can have. That's what the legacy is all about. It's not about what your vocation is, although we're proud when our kids are doing a great job or maybe they get this position or they're working here or they're doing this sport look we're always going to be proud but the biggest thing we're proud of is when you know who you are in Christ and you just walk that out because it doesn't matter what you do you're always going to represent our family well and the Lord well but I want you to know your parents are on your side they're not against you God's on your side he's not against you Yeah, I want to kind of close this out with a challenge and really just praying. I really truly believe in, uh, it's actually in the Psalms, but um, one of the things David teaches and Solomon teaches through the Proverbs is there's such strength in the family. And I believe we're a stronger church when, when we're healthy as individuals. When we know who we are in Christ, we're stronger as a church. If you're married, if you know who you are in Christ, and your marriage is healthy, we're stronger as a church. And in a family, when, you're, when you know who you are in Christ and your mom and dad are healthy and your family is healthy, we're stronger as a church. And then let's not forget, we're all one big family. We're all one big body. See, it means something when we all come together like this. Our faith is growing. Our trust in God is growing. Our strength in God is growing. And as we mature, we're getting stronger as a church. But I certainly believe wholeheartedly that the world wants to see Christians that are healthy and bold and excited to follow Christ. I believe it with all my heart. They want to see you as an individual. Maybe you're here, you're single, maybe you're, uh, you're a widow, but they want to see you follow Christ. They're watching you. You don't realize how much people are watching the Christian right now, seeing how you respond, seeing how you love. They're watching our marriages to see how we respond with our marriages amongst all the pressure and everything that's happening, they're watching. I believe that every child wants to see a healthy marriage, a healthy mom and a healthy dad. I believe it with all my heart. And I believe as a church, as we're strong and we're following Christ together, as our marriages are stronger and we're following Christ together, and as families, as we follow Christ together, we will be a a church that is not only attractional to the world, but has an amazing voice for God. And so I just want to encourage you. I believe this series, it may hurt a little. It may sting a little if if you're in the foolish zone or the evil zone or the wicked zone. But you remember, God's not mad at you. He's not out to get you. He's showing you his heart. He's giving you an opportunity to choose. He's giving you an opportunity to make a different choice. A lot of the times, I've heard people say and I've said it myself but as I'm getting older and as I'm getting wiser in the Lord and in scripture I remember early on hearing the Lord very clearly when I was new in my faith and then there was a season where I didn't hear God. Anybody have that experience? Where your faith is a little shaken maybe an experience or a situation happens and you feel like you don't hear God. Look, you can hear God every single day. You don't always have a dream like Solomon had. That doesn't happen every day. You don't always hear the audible voice of God like Paul did. It can happen, but it doesn't happen every single day. But you know what? You have the written word of God that you can hear from God every single day. You can know God's heart. You don't have to wait your whole life waiting for that moment. Now, if that moment happens, it's always going to be beautiful, it's always going to be good. But you can know God's heart today. And that's why this 31 day challenge is so important. Maybe you haven't read the scriptures in a long time. Maybe you've never read the scriptures. For many of us, we're the ones saying, well, I've never heard the voice of God. When's the last time you opened his book? I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just saying it's right here in your hands. If you want to hear him, take the 31-day challenge. You can hear his heart every single day. You can understand clearly what his heart is and what his heart isn't. And you can look at your heart and you can look at your life and say, God, am I honoring you? Am I following you? Jesus said it this way, I'll know my disciples because they'll follow my teaching. And it's not about checking the box. It's not about being legalistic. I'll know that my disciples because they'll love me, that my teachings would be a joy to them. My teachings will be a blessing to them. My word, this is what it means to fear the Lord. I. No, God has nothing but my best interests in heart. And I know if I, if I apply what God is saying in his word, that it's gonna be good for me and my wife and my family and this church, that is always gonna be the way. And I'm not doing it to get something, I'm doing it because I love someone. And honestly, I'm doing it because he loved me first. And so I just wanna encourage you, look, take the challenge. Start reading the Bible. For those of you that are watching and saying, I've never heard the voice of God, this is your opportunity. Don't pass it up. And I promise you that you'll use it over and over and over again. Now, I will tell you, because it's the truth that set you free, you'll be free indeed. I will tell you there's someone trying to steal the truth. That's trying to snatch it up. As soon as you walk out these doors, he's trying to snatch this word from you. Now you have to give him that opportunity. He can't just forcefully take it from you. So if you're, and this is what I love about Sundays, whether you're online or here, right? We're hearing the word. Now it's your opportunity to keep hearing the word, to keep planting in good soil, in good soil. So that's all I ask of you over these next 20 years of your life. I'm just kidding. Some of you are afraid of commitment, all right? Look, just jump through this series with me, but come with an open heart. If you read something that's not the way you're living, look, it's okay, but be open enough to say, God, I'm just being honest. I'm not living that way today, or I'm not speaking that way today, or I'm not treating people the way that your heart says, but help me. I'm I'm willing. I wanna try. I wanna get, I wanna, I want your heart in my life. That's all you gotta do. Would you stand to your feet? I wanna pray with you. And a 31 day challenge, look, that's between you and God. If you wanna take that with you, look, just tell God that you're gonna do it. One chapter a day. Proverbs is, there's a lot in there, but it's an easy read, okay? There's a lot in one verse, but it's an easy read. Just take the challenge. That's between you and the Lord. I won't be knocking on your door, checking up on you. Every day at seven o'clock, I'll come. How you doing? You read it, I won't do that. It's between you and the Lord. But take it serious. You take a lot of things serious. How about taking God's word serious for 31 days and see that it won't change you, I promise you. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for everyone here. Everyone online, everyone in this place. Lord, I do pray exactly what you put on Solomon's heart and what Solomon put on the pages for us to read. Lord, I pray for every person here today. I pray for every family that's here today, every child that's here today, every young person that's here today, every grandparent and widow that's here today. Oh God, you have such a plan for every one of us. Nothing surprises you. You see the beginning and the end. You're the author and finisher, not only of our faith, but of our destiny and our eternity. Lord, there's some people in here today that maybe are hearing this message and they're already starting to doubt or they're already starting to question.
1: Holy Spirit, would you just
0: speak to them? Will you help them? Lord, we're open. If you wanna speak to us in a dream, we're open. Audibly, we're open. God, we're open to hear your word by reading your, your word, reading Proverbs over the next 31 days. But God, I pray that this church would be stronger just a few weeks from now because we're aligning as we just sang in that song we're choosing to agree with you we're choosing to agree with what your word says not with what the world says not with what all the voices say or what, whoever's voice is louder or whatever opinions on the news we choose to listen to your word and put it to practice and Lord so I pray for every person listening in today God bless them Speak to them, reveal to them. God, if they need correction or they need to choose your heart in an area, reveal it to them very clearly. And Lord, let them be encouraged that they just heard God and let them see as they align with you, as they agree with you, that there's blessing in them. That. that anytime we follow after you, not only are you proud, but there's just a blessing that from heaven that comes upon our lives. And that's not why we do it. We realize that you're just a great God. You're always good to us. Even when we're unfaithful, you're constantly faithful. But Lord, we choose to open our hearts to you this over this next series, over these next few weeks, starting today, starting tomorrow, maybe, whatever their commitment to you is, we commit to open our hearts and receive from you every single day. In Jesus' name, everyone said. We're gonna close with a song of worship, but if you need prayer for anything at all, maybe even just a few of the verses I read out of Proverbs really struck you. Look, come and pray. We're not here to judge. We're here to agree with what God's speaking to you. We're here to stand with you. And so if you need prayer, don't leave this place. The enemy wants you to leave and forget. God wants it to stick. And God wants it to come alive in you. He died so you can have abundant life. And we want you to know what that abundant life is. So if you need prayer for anything at all after this song, you come up for prayer and we'll have some people up here to pray for you. Our altar teams will be here to pray for you. We love you. God bless you. I'm so proud of you. I could stay here all day. I'm so partial to each one of you, but I'm proud of you, but it's not even about me being proud of you. Jesus Christ is so proud of you. And if I could speak from his behalf, he loves you. He's glad you're here. He's glad you're tuning in. And let's do this together as we go through this next series of Proverbs. Let's read it together. Let's be in his word together for the next 31 days. Take the challenge. Take the Lord seriously, and let's see what he does. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week.